You're listening to episode 12 of Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, an Edinburgh Festival Fringe special. It's a slightly unusual setup this episode, as it was recorded across Jessica's four-day visit to the Fringe. You'll hear what we were up to, our reviews of what we saw, and some of the sights and sounds of Edinburgh. As we were recording in various cafes, restaurants, and streets, the sound quality is a little haphazard in places, but settle in and enjoy our report from the Edinburgh Fringe. So, for those of you that don't know, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival is a very, very large, in fact, the biggest, I think, international arts festival uh, in the world, and it takes place on the fringe of the Edinburgh International Festival, which is a very small, comparatively, amount of um, plays, and there'll be uh, opera, and art and dance and all sorts and uh, originally I think beginning in the 50s and 60s lots of other companies started thinking well we'll go and we won't be part of the official uh, festival we'll create a fringe to it and now the fringe has subsumed the festival itself and is really when people say they're going for the festival they largely mean the fringe so there's a lot of comedy up there that's what it's really well known for a lot of student theatre and all sorts you could find You'll see really well-known comics, you'll see really up-and-coming people, fantastic new theatre and experimental things, and it's just a very, very vibrant and exciting thing. This year it ran from the 2nd till the 26th, I think officially, although some people were doing dates outside of that, of August, and it happens every year in the month of August. The whole of Edinburgh just gets filled, and there's all sorts going on. There are big venues that get set up in university buildings. There's a big inflatable purple cow that also turns up on the South Bank now. It's all go, and so I went up with a for show this year, and Jessica came to visit, and this is a bit of a report from various things that we did. We saw some shows, we drank some coffee, we generally looked around the place, and this is what happened. So it's Monday the 13th of August, Jessica's first I have day. arrived. You have arrived in style. Yep. On a train. I'm in style right now. I'm wearing the legging pyjama top <laughs> combo. It's a good look. Um, and we have seen two shows today. Yes, we've seen the Sweethearts of the 1940s, or the Blitz Sisters. Yes, that's the uh, Laughing Horse at the Free Sisters. Yep. And we saw Lady Sings It Better at Gilded Balloon in Teviot. Yes. So the first show was a, a free show in the afternoon, um, and I thought it was fab. I really enjoyed it. It was, it was two, really good. Two was ladies charming. doing uh, doing just songs of the 1940s. Yes. They had when I walked in, I knew it was going to be good because they had their uh, their sort of army red red uniforms on, uniforms. little badges. They've had proper badges. They had ties, tucked high waisted skirts. All very good. Good hair. Yeah. Um, they had. You know what I really liked? A free show with a really good banner in the background. They'd paid yes, for one of those almost sort of impressive. conference things, so they had their big logo, which was like a cinema front with their name, with their na- yeah, their names on, it looked really good, um, behind them, and on they had their the, proper the microphones. Yes, and they had their microphones, their proper sort of BBC microphones with Union Jacks on, and we all sang We'll Meet Again at the end. We did. Which was really lovely. Yeah. Um, so Everyone knew the words. Yes. I knew five, I didn't, if you asked I me. Didn't, I didn't know I knew that yeah. anyway. So <laughs> you just sing one with you again. No, absolutely not. Oh, apparently I can. <laughs> um, so that, that's uh, very recommended for a, a free show as well. I'd have happily paid. Yeah, I would. And then we saw uh, Lady Sings It Better at the Gilded Balloon, which is a group of Australian ladies singing songs that are originally sung by men. Very well. Yes, very, oh my goodness, wonderfully. Yeah, some, yeah, Six some part harmonies going on at places. Impressive work. Um, fab voices, fab band. Dancing, flailing, um, comedy, feminism, banter. And we met um, 
the mothers of two of the Yeah, at the end, these ladies, ladies turned around and said, oh, what did you think? And I thought, oh, they're the fourth-right audience members. And I thought, hang on, these ladies are Australian. I smell mothers. Yeah. And I said, oh, how so? Have you seen them before with their mums? Excellent. <laughs> Good work. I thought they were great. I really liked their outfits. Yes, they were fun. Can we have my song of the week? Yes, let's. Uh, my song this week is Mama Said by the Shirelles. Lovely. I don't really know why, I just like it. Well, that's as good a reason as any. I think so. It's day two of Jessica's visit to Edinburgh, and we've seen two more shows today. Yep, we've seen Mitch Ben at the stand. And the Fitzrovia Radio at the Gilded Balloon. Yeah. Um, so, Mitch Ben, we know from the Now Show and... The Internet. The Internet. Uh, the famous writer of Proud of the BBC. His uh, anthem for BBC and its excellent works... So his show is called Reduced Circumstances, and it's about both uh, sort of the economic uh, situation. Well, it's not really about that at all. No, it has sort of one gag about that. And uh, it's also sort of about the fact that he lost 11 stone last year. Impressive work. Impressive work. By anyone's standards. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and he's seen his songs. Uh, Some, I think, are new, some are not. One of them had been definitely on the Now Show. Yeah, the uh, Professor Brian Fox. Which I also think I saw him do at his last show, his show last year. Oh, it's good, packed out, his mum and dad were in. Yes, that was funny. funny. So that is a good a good slice of musical comedy there. And then the Fitzrovia Radio Hour. Jessica, would you care to explain? Yes, uh, the Fitzrovia Radio Hour um, is a sort of old-fashioned BBC radio... Live, broad- live, live broadcast. Now, I just did air quotes, which really don't work. So that's not a podcast gag, really, is it? Not really. Um, so yeah. it's a yeah, sort of fake... Forties, uh, fifties, radio play, um, and they—I they, mean, it's a, the, the plays they do are very funny, but I think the most impressive thing is they're doing all the sound effects live. They're really good. So you just get to see how they do the sound effects. So there was a bicycle, and then uh, a handheld whisk. Yep, um, they had one of those tables with a door in it with a latch on, so you have the sound of the door opening, and then if you drop it, if you just let go, gravity makes the door slam. It's in a, the Prairie Home Companion film. Yeah, it's got all of the different that. doors on it, and I can't remember so the guy's name. It's Tom somebody. So they had a bit where they had a neck breaking, which was somebody twisting some bubble wrap. Yeah, that was good. That was very good. Various things with eggs getting broken, watermelons getting punched, man eating carrots. Yeah, to signify some uh, yeah, man, man eating crabs, man eating crabs, giant man eating crabs. Yeah, and that was very good fun. And uh, a stapler sounds like a gun being cocked. Yeah, when you open a stapler and then shut it again. Where you would load the staples. Worth knowing. Mm. There you go. That was a gun being cocked. It wasn't, it was a stapler. <laughs> but it's so impressive because when you know what it's meant to be, you hear the, even though I could see them opening a stapler, and it was yeah. like, I'll pop this gun. You think, yes, that's a gun being cocked, <laughs> even though I can see them opening a stapler. So, top fives this week are my top five shows that I saw while I was in Edinburgh. In no particular order, uh, except possibly this one, which might be the best, which was Phil Jupitus. Some of you may be wondering why I've asked you here. Now, a lot of people will know Phil Jupitus from being a captain on Nevermind the Buzzcocks, he's on QI, but this was just completely unexpected character stuff, where he went on stage and somebody would put a board out that said... Keith Skullcrusher, 842 to 889, and he was playing fictional dead characters. A U-boat captain, a Viking, a Welsh porn star. He'd do three during the show, and he'd just go on stage in his costume with his board and say, any questions? 
and would just answer the audience's questions. And it was incredible. The improv was wonderful. It was so funny. It was just so strange and brilliant. And it was just fantastic. I think everyone who saw the show that I met was absolutely blown away. My next one is Pappies, which is a sketch group. Uh, and they were nominated for the Fosters, aka the Perrier, this year. So I didn't really need my help in a, a positive review. But it was the last show I saw of the whole Fringe. And it was just wonderful. Um, it was so funny and so cleverly and tightly written. Uh, and there was a bit where they got an audience member up on stage, which I didn't know about. So I sat on the end of the front row and spent three minutes giggling on stage, which was a cracking way to end the Fringe. I found it hysterical. I absolutely loved it. I saw a show called Bane. So Bane is on every year, and there are three plays. It's a fake film noir on stage, but it's one guy, and he does all the characters and all the sound effects, and then there's another guy who plays just a guitar in the background, and they're incredible. And there are three ones that he does, uh, Bane 1, 2, and 3, and I saw Bane 3. And it was brilliant. It's so clever and very, very funny, even though it's quite, it's quite dark. I think someone said that the other two are considerably lighter, but he's really good at the sound effects. It's like the Fitzrovia radio. So that was wonderful. Uh, I'd like to recommend the boy with tape on his face. And he is a boy with tape on his face. He has gaffer tape over his mouth. And he does an hour show without speaking. And it's just so funny and so joyous. I've been elated for the whole hour. It was just brilliant. He gets loads of audience members up. And they do really stupid but fun things. It was just wonderful. It was just so... It's so happy. It was a really happy show. My final choice would be Bourgeois and Maurice, um, who I absolutely love. They're a cabaret duo. Georgeois Bourgeois and Maurice Maurice. They play piano and sing very funny, very well-written songs. They've got outrageous outfits. My honourable mentions go actually to shows that were all on last year originally. So the first one was Dimmock Watson, Nazi Smasher, who was really Humphrey Carr from the Penny Dreadfuls, and that won the Best Newcomer at the Comedy Awards last year. It's just so funny and so well put together. It's a kind of a character piece where he's playing Dimmock Watson, Nazi Smasher. Really funny, really slick. Another Penny Dreadful is Mr. Tom Tuck, who was in three shows this year, all of which I managed to see by accident more than design. But he was doing his show, which was also nominated for Best Newcomer last year. Tom Tuck goes straight to DVD. He was doing it on the Free Fringe. And it's about him watching every single straight-to-DVD Disney sequel, which you might not think a grown man would perhaps want to do for a comedy show, but it works wonderfully well. And it was great that he did it on the Free Fringe. And finally, Flanders and Swan. Not the original Flanders and Swan, but um, there's a duo who do a sort of tribute act to the comedy songs of Flanders and Swan. It's the third year I've seen them. And I nearly didn't because I thought, I see them every year. And I thought, no, I'm going to go and watch Flanders and Swan and it's going to be great. And I did, and it's wonderful. There are some girls standing on top of bollards in leotard, sort of dressed as kind of wood nymph type things. So they've got face paint. They're doing kind of creepy head movements. I think that's I the also, uh, I happen to know that because I walked past one of them the other day, close up, they've got white contact. So, hello, we are here on the mile with Jack and Kieran of various shows. Various shows. Um, and the, how was flyering today? Uh, it's good, I've handed out one. So. Good work, Jack, how many people have uh, I've scared most people away with shouting. So, how has flyering been in general? I'm, I'm really bad at it, but what's good is that I seem to be getting an audience despite the fact that I'm really bad at it. 
it's like in Sterling, they um, after the film came out, they decided to put up a statue of William Wallace. Um, but they just like yeah, it looks exactly like Mel Gibson, and it says freedom at the bottom with him like shouting it. So they they put up a statue to Mel Gibson. So here I am, live on the mile. Uh, there's some applause in the background, sadly, not for me, uh, with Lewis. Hi. Hello, Lewis. How's flying today? It's not bad. We haven't actually started yet. That's oh, fine, then. <laughs> um, so how have you found the Royal Mile in general? Amazing, because yesterday I met Barney and Helen from Blue Peter. Lovely. Yeah. And what did you do? Well, we at first we stood in the background so we could be in crowd shots. Lovely. And then we approached the stage pushing kids out of the way so we could get a picture with them. And then, uh, and then finally, we asked the production guy if we have, uh, with the Blue Peter uh, microphones to uh, make people believe that we are Blue Peter presenters. Cool. And are you enjoying the fringe? Yes, it's been fun. I had my day off a couple of days ago, so I managed to sort what of like. What is the best thing you've seen? Oh, um, Leo was pretty amazing. This one man, uh, like physical theatre piece at the Assembly Roxy, that was pretty awesome. Like, it's, like to describe it, it sort of ruins the sort of fun of it, but no, that was really, really Excellent. impressive. Fab. You look nice today. Thanks very much. Rosie, what's your song this week? My song this week is Wolf Like Me by TV on the Radio, a song that I was listening to a lot this time last year and then completely forgot about, despite the fact it was one of those songs that I was listening to over and over again. Disappeared from my mind completely. Rediscovered it this week. Great tune. I love it when that happens. You can get like excited about finding a song all over again. Exactly. Hello, uh, we are in the Starbucks on the Royal Mile. As we previously said, other coffee chains are a bit. Absolutely. Um, we're enjoying uh, some beverages with. Now, as you may have heard, Starbucks now ask your name to put on your cup. Um, we have not seen fit to provide them with our real names, so you are listening to Gracie and Swally's Day of Fun. Yeah. I am now being followed by the How I Met Your Mother Funny. Yeah. So, we sort of failed to see what we were planning on seeing today. It's their day off, and we got a bit confused. Yeah, we tried, but, you know, oh well. Because instead, we went to visit the Girl Guiding Scotland headquarters. Yeah, we bought some badges. Yep, something new and different for us. Mm-hmm. And for you to hear about, you lucky people. More of them in on the camp blanket when I get home. Yes, but I hadn't thought about that. You could tack stitch them on before you start. Yeah, now we'll save this ridiculous sliding. Maybe maybe when I get all the uh, neck shoes on, I'll then redo all the badges. But because I'll have kind of gotten done in the first place, it won't take be a longer project. That's, yeah, that's going to be horrendous. Yeah. So this evening, we are going to go out for dinner. And then we're going to go and see the blanks at the Gilded Balloon. Also known as Ted's Bathroom Scrubs. Yeah, the uh, Worthless Peons. Worthless Peons. I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. Jessica, what's your snack of the week? Hula hoops. Brilliant. Um, so here we are in Edinburgh City Restaurant. Uh, eating a, I'm having a little, a little fried breakfast. I've already had breakfast, so I'm having orange juice. Um, this is, of course, being the location where I've had my only taste of deep fried Mars bar. Ah, now I can put a location to the event. Not at all what I imagined the situation to be. Just outside on the street there? Lovely. Was it worth it? Um, well, there was one between about six of us, so... That, and that was enough, was it? Kind of. You couldn't eat a whole one. Uh, terrible affair. Did you watch any of the Olympics, Rosie? I watched the uh, opening ceremony. That's good. And I watched some of the archery before I left. And a bit of swimming. 
But uh, we don't have a television in our house. Um, so we didn't really have it on. And we could have watched it online. True. Um, so we're on the iPlayer afterwards. But um, there there's a, was a big BBC Square set up for the Fringe. And they were broadcasting the events on big screens. Um, I was out in another uh, outdoor pub bar thing which was broadcasting them when Mo Farah won I think his first goal okay. um, but no, I haven't really watched much I still haven't watched the closing ceremony but um, the BBC is archiving all sessions of all sports online until January that's very handy off. so I can watch all the synchronised swimming and gymnastics that I wanted to watch I watched some rhythmic gymnastics the other day because it was Sunday afternoon. Yeah, of course. It's Sunday. Um, yeah, I watched uh, the evening of athletics with Jessica Rennes and Mo Farah. It's exciting. I didn't realise I cared about athletics before then. Yeah. Um, apparently it's quite fun. I said that I was excited about leaving London to Edinburgh. I'm sort of, oh, it's going to be horrible, it's going to be full of tourism, and I hate every moment of it. But actually, it seems like it was great, everyone had a wonderful yeah, time, it was and really now nice. it's really sad, I missed it. Well, the thing is, it's actually really, really weirdly quiet for a while because everyone has said, get ahead of the game, just don't go into London, it'll be horrible, you'll wish you'd never been born. Yeah, but the first week, everyone seemed to think it was going to be dead. So nobody went into the West End. Yeah, but did it pick up in the second week? Yeah, everyone, I think, because everyone was just in Stratford or avoiding London. Yeah, and it was very enjoyable. And there were people everywhere in their pink shirts. It seemed like there was a lot of um, fun people. Uh, I read a lot about tube drivers announcing British golds on trains. Oh, that's so nice. that people, And then people in the carriage were all cheering and, and stuff. It sounds like people pretending to get on with each other for a while. Amazing. Spirit of the Blitz and all that. Exactly. This is what happens when you're at the underground and something good happens to the British. You lose your mind. One of your friends tweeted about a games maker she'd seen standing at a tube station singing Go Left for the Central Line. Go right, right to the, the Jubilee. Jubilee. Yeah, to the tune of Go West. Go West for the Touch Up Boys. Which is quite funny. So, you know, it's been quite weird doing something that usually is a really big deal. It is still a really big deal being at the fridge. But something that's an even bigger international deal happening sort of down the geographical road and not being really part of it. But did you feel... I know you didn't go, you didn't go to any of the live events. No. But did, did, did you feel that it was sort of a big party in London? Or? Yeah, I felt involved. I felt like I was there. I have missed out, really. That was all right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel too bad about it. You see about here doing cool stuff. And you saw the opening, and that was that was like the, the big thing. That was the turning point. Oh, it sounds amazing. Well, I mean, it was amazing. But Where everyone stopped being grumpy and went, oh my god, this is so exciting. I can't wait. I'm so proud to be British. I thought it was fantastic. It being so amazing. We went to see the Blanks last night also known as Tess Band from Scrubs. That was really very good. They were fantastic. They're in an absolutely massive uh, room in the top of the Gilded Balloon where I once around a very mediocre production of The Wind in the Willows. Um, and they were great. Did this make up for that? Yeah, absolutely. The only, uh, it started and they had a voiceover with some sort of big rumbly noise coming through the speakers. And we were in the second row and I thought, I'm going to hate this, I'm going to be deaf by song. <laughs> awful. I actually, um, they, they were a very acceptable volume. Perfect. They were fab. They, they did a lot of the Perfect songs one. that we sort of hoped they would, or you would hope, hope they did. They had jokes in between and all comedy bits, so it was very good. They pretended Zach Braff was in the audience, and I was pretty sure he wasn't. I thought he might be, but then I was like, oh no, it's a fake out. But I have never been so happy to see loads of sort of 24 year old men get really excited <laughs> and then disappointed in the space of 15 seconds. <laughs> 
but good naturedly disappointed. Yeah. Like, oh, I see what you did. Very good. Clap, 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 clap. Have they, have they been in London or are they going to London? Or the rest of the rest of the... Oh, I'm not sure. They said they're on tour, so I presume they've either... They they got, might be starting on... I, I hope it's the end of the tour, because I wouldn't want to do a tour after doing the fringe. Yeah. What have we seen this week? What have we seen this week? Is that start taking off? Yeah, I'm going to make it a thing. All right. Well, on the Olympic screen, there is the uh, blog of MoFarrow running away from things.tumblr.com. Is it exactly what it sounds like? It's a Tumblr of Mo Farah photoshopped from police so he appears to be running away from them doing his excited amazing amazing face um, and so it's him running from the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park and you know what with coverage you can get Mo Farah photos from any angle <laughs> you can photoshop him at an appropriate angle into any picture and so that's very funny ah oh, the internet how we love him uh, we went to see Mitch Ben the other day which we mentioned in our reviews and this video is actually for about two years ago I think yeah but um, it's a song he wrote called Proud of the BBC. That's a really fun song. And it basically lists all the reasons we have to be proud of the BBC. Which, when I say list, I mean the lyrics are a list TV show. of shows really that the BBC had made. Um, he said it took him... With a rousing sing-along chorus. It took him three weeks to write and two months to learn. Yeah, it's very good. And he did it as an encore to his show. And it was really good. And the blanks on call was um, Teenagers Forget About Streisand. Check that yes. out as well. I sort of guessed it would be. I thought they would do Somewhere Over the Rainbow because I forgot that they'd done that. Ah, yes. You know what we haven't done? Need Lampard. Need Lampard. I have not brought anything with me. I really wish I'd brought my jumper. You could have worn it in the sultry heat or the pouring rain. Yes, um... Edinburgh is notoriously a, a grey month and we've had really glorious weather except yesterday when it did rain torrential but it had, um, well, it had absolutely belted it down and then I bought my cool and then it hadn't rained for about eight days and then yesterday it was sort of nice in the morning and it got really suddenly worse they said that I was huddling under an archway and Jessica was up in a different part of town close to where our house is so I said I had to get my coat <laughs> for which I am really quite grateful yep. a man fired me with this opening gambit being you look cold I thought what, unless this is a wearable flyer I'm not interested I, I could have worn my jumper in this very boiling weather or I could have got rained on and been quite horrible um, but I spoke to my knitting friend Mavis and who came up to visit us the other day at uh, the fringe and she, she's taught me how to sort out a bit with my jumper so in my jumper uh, to do the neckline you have to decrease every three rows on one edge so that's every six knitted rows right and do nine decreases so that's 54 rows of knitting to get all the decreases right but you also have to make it this has to fit within a certain length so otherwise the front of the sleeve will be really long and the back of the sleeve will be really short and the sleeve will sort of curve around and um, it doesn't make any sense because there's no way you can fit 54 rows in 14 centimetres of knitting so um, what Mavis said was just to do the right number of decreases but less it, uh, but make it more frequent uh, I've nearly finished my tea cosy have you been doing more? yes like I sent the second tea cosy finished the pink and white one this is or well, cream this one is cream and multicoloured yeah um, it's a proper retro tea cosy. And um, I did a little bit of it. I knitted maybe two inches of the first half 
and then I didn't do it for ages and ages and ages and then I decided that I would try and get it finished by the middle of last week um, and I didn't but nearly, but nearly there have you done the, so you've done the second side? oh yeah about halfway just over halfway through the second side and how does the colour look over a uh, much better than I thought it was going to when I started the first colours to come off the ball of wool because it's one of those multicoloured balls so just the, the yarn changes colour as you go along um, was tic-tac orange, tic-tac green yeah sludge other mints are available yeah. we're not really coloured ones To find out more and to look at our show notes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter, The Day of Fun Show. You can listen to our shows on Mixcloud or you can download us from iTunes. See you soon!